What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Greg Freeman, and I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at New Vision. Today we'll be reading Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 6, and I am reading from the ESV translation. Chapter 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Now, notice that this uh, this chapter starts with the word therefore. And so that means we got to look back. In this case, we have to look back to Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11 is devoted to maintaining the faith. And so let's recap, recap a couple of the, of the by faiths that uh, start off chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. By faith, Moses left Egypt, not being afraid to anger the king. By faith, Moses kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood. By faith, the people, the Israelites, crossed the Red Sea as if they were on dry land. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been circled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient. In, chapter, in verse 32 of chapter 11, the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, of Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. So as we start chapter 12, we recognize that we are among that cloud of witnesses that surround us. Remember, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And it's really kind of motivational, isn't it? And before the writer of Hebrews makes the specific call to endurance and faith to us, we're given a recitation of some of the greatest faith examples in history. And it's an encouragement that we're not alone. Now, back when I was a much younger guy, I used to jog a lot and even ran some long-distance things. And what I quickly realized in my weakness was that when I ran with somebody, I ran with more endurance and perseverance than if I was alone. 
alone, it was really, really easy for me to talk myself into walking or taking a break. But when I had somebody else with me, I was able to push on. And it's really the same principle in our Christian walk, that we're encouraged by those who have gone before us and we're encouraged by those who go with us. As believers, we know intellectually that life in a fallen world is not going to be easy. God never promised it would be. In fact, Jesus himself told us in John 16, that in this world we will have trouble. But he also tells us in that same verse that he has overcome the world. So we need to persevere. And when things get difficult, that's when we need to focus on him the most. We run the race that's set before us. And to do that with endurance, we look to Jesus. In verse 2, Jesus is described as seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That shows us that Jesus' work is completed. It's over. He's sitting down. He's won. We just keep looking towards him, and we'll get through this. Now, the writer of Hebrews tells us to look to Jesus so that we don't grow weary or faint-hearted. But what exactly is it we're supposed to, to do to see when we look towards him? We know that his work on earth is completed, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. But how does that help us endure? The writer makes it pretty clear, no matter how much you have struggled with sin, no matter how much I have struggled with sin, I have not shed blood as Jesus had. Back in verse 2, we see that Jesus overcame the shame of the crucifixion. He endured it. Now, many years ago, in 2009, in fact, I had the chance to run in the Marine Corps Marathon. And if you don't know, that's a huge event. It goes all throughout uh, Washington, D.C. And as the name implies, a lot of Marines run in it. But what will forever stand into my mind is the young man who was running on two artificial feet. You see, in 2009, when we were running, a whole lot of the young Marines who were in the race had been grievously injured, either in Afghanistan or Iraq. They ran for their friends who didn't make it home. They ran with their full 50-pound packs in support of the men and women who were still serving. They ran in wheelchairs. They ran with and on artificial limbs. And I remember being so tired when I first saw the guy running with two artificial feet. And I thought, if he can do it, so can I. He was a visible testament to endurance. And just seeing him and, frankly, having the privilege of running alongside him for a few moments, it helped me persevere. He had had to endure so much more than me. And that helped me push on. And so in Jesus, we see a model of endurance. But we absolutely cannot miss the fact that he endured the crucifixion. I think that's such an important thing to remember, that even though in his sovereignty Jesus could have chosen to take a pass on being nailed to a cross, he didn't. He endured it. He endured it in a way that no human being could. Now that right there is the gospel, isn't it? Jesus came to earth and endured the shame and the misery of the crucifixion because we can't. Now, this great cloud of witnesses includes heroes of the faith, but some of their endings weren't necessarily heroic, were they? Moses died without setting foot in the promised land. Samson died surrounded by Philistines. David died weak and frail after being one of Israel's greatest kings and in the bloodline of Jesus himself. Now, in verse 1, we see that we're called to run the race that's set before us, and that may not always be the race that we would choose. Each of these I just mentioned, David, Samson, Moses, probably would have wished for a different outcome. And if you limit your thinking to what happens on this planet, you might say they lost the race. But take a broader look. Look at how God has used them, their stories, their strengths, their weaknesses. Thousands of years later, 
Millions upon millions of believers have been encouraged by their feats of faith. It doesn't matter how we view the outcome right now. It matters that we see how God uses events for our good and his glory. So as believers, we're called to persevere in the face of adversity. That great cloud of witnesses did, and you can too. And we can persevere in our faith, not in our own strength, but by realizing the truth of what Christ did on our behalf. So I'd encourage you today, wherever you are or whatever you're doing, fix your eyes on Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Thanks for listening, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.